0: So welcome to another Bikini Coach podcast. Today you have me, Sam. I'm a PCA pro. I'm one of the coaches here at the Bikini
1: Coach. And I'm Eleanor Lifestyle and photo Shoot Prep Coach here at the Bikini Coach. So the subject of today's podcast will be setting yourself up for a
0: successful training session. Now, I recently uh, did a webinar on the same subject, um, but I realized there was so much um to discuss on the topic that would actually make a really good podcast um, and something that we you know where we can elaborate on that and share our sort of personal experiences of how these little one can really um, add up to a, a, su- a successful training session so um there are many factors which can impact the efficiency of your training session and there's never a sort of any one thing that can guarantee that you're going to be on top form um, so for this reason, what I did was compiled a list of all the things that you can do to make your successful, your sorry, your training session as successful uh, as possible. So did you want to start, Eleanor?
1: Yeah, so um first on our list of things is our sleep. So sleep can be a maker or breaker when it comes to the efficiency of your training session and your recovery, also, which is really important. Um it can affect your resilience, your strength, contract, concentration and overall quality of your session so I really recommend getting sleep of around seven hours plus um, just so we can recover and we're fully recovered for our next session especially if you're training sort of three days in a row because you have to juggle your training around work.
0: Absolutely you know I'm a real advocate for sleep and it's something I really promote with my clients and you can really tell when somebody hasn't uh, been getting that good quality sleep you, you can see it in all the variables um that that, that you know in, in the training plan and how that can really impact on the quality of your training sessions and just your overall sense of well-being so I'm I'm a huge ad, advocate for sleep and sort of having set bedtime and wake up routines it really does sort of make you bulletproof
1: yeah one, thing, further from, go on. one thing I actually do with this is on the iPhones there's a sleep section in the um in the health app and you can set your bedtime reminder, and oh. uh, and yeah, it's really good. Yeah.
0: yeah, it really does help. Just to kind of it's it's just to be a little bit more mindful, isn't it, the fact that you're getting ready, you know, your your bedtime's um, sort of looming, and you know, just to set yourself up for bedtime. So I've got the Aura Ring, and that that's really really useful as well. It gives me little reminders to say, you know, it's now time to start winding down, and it's not just about um you know getting the seven to eight hours it's about actually having really good quality sleep so things like um cutting your caffeine in the six hours before going to bed you know not eating too late so you're not still digesting food overnight these are all things that can really help with the quality of that sleep which is then going to translate to uh improved sessions when you're training and just overall sense of well-being yeah yeah that i mean that and also prioritizing rest so rest is as important as training i think people don't always realize that some people think that you know the more you train the better results you're going to get but more isn't always more um i personally wouldn't recommend performing cardio more than three sessions in a row and the same applies to training so always sort of schedule yourself in a a day's back off or a day's rest uh, in order to then recharge and really sort of bring it for your next you know forthcoming training sessions
1: yeah I agree and if your training sessions are planned around your work say if you have a busy rest uh, work schedule i'd really recommend planning on a sunday evening your whole week's worth of training sessions when you have work etc so you don't end up cramming them all in at the end of the week and end up training legs three days in a row for example
0: o- over training exactly yeah
1: yeah so which leads us on to forward planning um now forward planning is really important. Um, knowing you have all the equipment there and accessible to you for your training sessions. Um, you've got your gym bag ready, you've got your logbook ready, you've written all of your, um, your training, what you're what you're going to train. Um, so you've already sort of got it in your mindset well, you, what you need to go get it done. Um, so you just get in there as quick as possible and get it done. So we've got a little list of things that are really useful to carry in your gym bag, um, which consist of um, cable cuffs, um, barbell pad, good quality training belt, uh, knee straps, chalk, phone magnet as well for your form videos or a tripod um, and also your logbook.
0: Absolutely, yeah. The phone magnet actually is really useful. I had a few people, I've posted it on the page recently and um, had a few people asking me for a link. So I'm always happy to give somebody a link um, if they need one, um, but it's it's actually really useful. It's it's much more discreet than the tripod. And I think some gyms are sort of open to people bringing their tripods in and other gyms aren't quite so. Um, so just having that little magnet is really, really useful. But all of these staples in your gym bag are just, they're always going to be useful and you you know that you've always got them. Um, so yeah, you're not going to sort of be, be without. Um, just going back to, um, kind of when is the best time to train? Um, so the best time to train is, is a time that there's no specific time. You know, it's a time when you can fully immerse yourself into your training, uh, like with minimal distraction, uh, or, you know, without the need to rush, there's nothing worse than rush rushing your training session. That kind of pressure you put on yourself really can impact on the quality of that session. Um, but. In the morning, um, your cortisol levels are generally at their highest, and we're normally sort of demonised cortisol, but it can be really useful um, uh, and support kind of the intensity of that training session. Um, So you can use that to your advantage. If you if you do have the ability to train in the morning, not only will it be, you know, a way of like ticking ticking the box, getting it getting the day set up, and um, being able to sort of put that to the side and carry on with everything else that you need to do that day. It's gonna set you up with a good sense of wellbeing that you've you know, you've, you've um, got a sense of sort of you, you've completed a task, um, but it's it's also a really good time to train in terms of cortisol levels. Um, on the flip side of that sort of training too late with these that raise cortisol levels, again, can really impact the quality of your sleep uh, and go on to affect any sort of future training sessions because your sleep's been compromised. Um, so although although raised cortisol levels can improve the intensity of your training session, what we want to do, um, particularly as women, we want to um, make sure that your cortisol levels return back to baseline as soon as possible. So supplements such as ashwagandha uh, are going to really um, kind of support that process and just bring you back down to baseline so that you're not um, functioning on these high cortisol levels for the remainder of the day.
1: Yeah yeah and this is different for everyone isn't it like it's just about finding like what works for you and
0: absolutely yeah I mean if I can I like to just get my session done and completed in the morning and I feel that sense of accomplishment and it really does set me up for the day um but as I say everybody's different and I think what's important is is scheduling in a time that you're not going to be rushing and it kind of fits around your home life work balance um but like you say planning ahead planning over the course of the week so that you can kind of prioritize your training but also prioritize everything else that you have going on in your life is also extremely important
1: yeah 100 percent. so another thing we were we wanted to speak about today was um also planning like your gym outfit um
0: Favorite as, subject.
1: yeah yeah as <laughs> as women we all have days where we don't feel as comfortable as others um especially when we're on our cycle um whether we're People in
0: off season
1: yeah deep in off season in a gaining phase or a um, or a cut so planning your gym outfits going to make you feel more comfortable in the gym um personally if i'm not feeling too great i like to pop on some leggings and a baggy t-shirt and that way i'm just not checking the mirror every 5 seconds and it's not affecting my me mentally so i can push through my sessions um without worrying what i look like it's not a
0: distraction
1: is it Yeah.
0: Also, looks really good when you tuck in the big baggy t-shirts in the back, so it gives you a nice booty. Yeah. (laughs) All the little tricks. Yeah. (laughs) Mm Um. So yeah, sort of, and and leading on from that, um, so your pre-meal timings a complete change of direction actually not leading on from that at all <laughs> but so your, your pre-meal timing um so you want to be able to have your pre-workout meal around an hour before your training and what this is going to do is um, ensure that the digestion process has started and you're actively uptaking nutrients um it will also mean that you're not feeling too bloated or, or over digested um so I, I you're not over digesting food and that's particularly relevant if you're like me in the off season there's nothing worse than again having that distraction from um training while you're feeling bloated and uncomfortable so not only is it sort of helpful to make sure that you're actively uptaking those nutrients that are going to fuel your session um but it's also just generally going to make you feel more comfortable um in what you're wearing, <laughs> but not just what you're wearing, but you know, just your maneuverability. I certainly, if I'm feeling bloated, I'm doing like something like a leg press. You know,
1: it's it's really not a comfortable, it's really not a comfortable process. <laughs> when you get that range of movement and you get down, oh to no, the, yeah, it's you, all about yeah, <laughs> at the bottom, <laughs>
0: losing those gains because of my my bloating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: So that does lead us on to our pre-workout. So there's two types of pre-workout. You've got your stim and your non-stim. So a stim will usually contain high levels of caffeine and taurine, which can increase both your focus and performance. Um, Both will have ingredients which will open up for a nutrient channels um, and give you what we call a pump um personally from my experience I don't like too much caffeine um it sends me on a high um at the start of my session and then I drop before I get to the end and I don't feel like completing my last two exercises so yeah I'll either just have a pump or um or have a pre that is low in caffeine so 100 milligrams um is enough for me um, and again I won't take that after 12 o'clock um, A pre with caffeine because that affects my sleep so again it's just finding like what works for you um, whether you can tolerate those high amounts of caffeine um, yeah
0: definitely and I think um, what you what you mentioned there about having that crash it's about sort of timing your pre-workout as well so if you're having the pre-workout and roughly sort of the 20 minute uh, window before your training session and sipping it and, and sipping it, it means that you're probably less likely likely to get that pressure at the end of at the end of your session. Um so you just kind of want to maximize that absorption there and sort of t- time it well. So we say about 20 minutes before your training session.
1: Yeah. And um, I think it's really important just to touch on that a pump isn't just um for looking good in the gym. So you can get, get a nice pump. <laughs> um it's actually It's great for the gram. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it indicates that you're hitting the targeted muscle or the muscle group efficiently. So um... the visual representation,
0: isn't it, that you're hitting the muscle group in the right area? So just to pop, you know, if you're looking in the mirror and seeing that you you're training your delts, but your traps are, are pumped, you realise actually that you're, um, you're you're not training the desired area as efficiently as you pos- as you could. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a good visual representation that you're hitting the target, either muscle or group of muscles, efficiently. so um moving on from the pre-workout so eaas and creatine so they're they're really good to have intra-workout particularly on those days where you're having you know when it's your longer sessions and it prevents you from experiencing muscle wastage um you should get a majority of your aminos and creatine from natural food sources um and obviously when we tailor our, our diet plans we make sure that you are getting a good uh a good sort of level of nutrition and we 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 promote the fact that you should be eating your nutrients rather than having them as supplements however they can be useful particularly um if you're in a prolonged dieting phase if you're postmenopausal or you have you're having one of those longer sessions um and it can really support your ability to build muscle and recover well
1: yeah so now moving on to it, we're going away from supplements, moving on to actual um food. So our pre-workout should consist of carbohydrates, fats, and a protein. Carbohydrates are going to supply us with the um our energy for our training session. Fats are going to help um help these carbohydrates digest slowly. So we maintain our energy levels throughout our session. And then your protein is going to help with recovery. So I would always recommend training on a full stomach, Um, full stomach meaning 60 to 90 minutes before you train, so you have enough energy. However, if you do have to train really early in the mornings um, and you do have to train fasted, I would always recommend that we train, um, that we eat, sorry, um, a denser meal the night before. Um, just so again, we've got some energy in the tank for us to complete the sh- session with as much uh, meaningful meaningfulness Yeah, um, yeah yeah so, so
0: in the night um our our, 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 our digestion, so we're losing our words <laughs> up it slows down with our circadian rhythm so if we're having one of those denser meals the night before what that can mean is that we're still not fully digested the next morning so if you are one of those that uh do like to train fasted it can just really be a benefit to you so that you're not um you know completely fasted the next morning um it just kind of benefits you in that way but um moving on so music playlist um so for me, I don't know if you're the same, music can be a great stimulus when I train. Um it can really elevate my session from either a good one to a really good session and really get me in the zone. Um I mean, do you notice that there's either good or good sessions? <laughs> it can either be a good session or an even better session. Exactly. But the music, can... <laughs> the music really is help. We... sorry. That's what we aim for. <laughs> um so but the 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 music can really be a you know um kind of a maker or breaker of a session for me. The tempo and the genre can really set the mood and actually be uh, really useful, particularly when performing cardio. So if you choose a playlist with a, a BPM to match the fat burning heart rate zone of around 130 to 40 beats per minute, it can really help you to set a pace and zone out. Um, I'm definitely like an overthinker. So when I'm doing my cardio, I can you get all of these negative thoughts in my mind and really distract myself from what it is I'm trying to do um or trying to achieve so if I can get a really good playlist and there are actually playlists I think on um music platforms that are actually set to uh, a BPM um so if you can get yourself a good playlist that kind of just sets that rhythm and that tone um it can really help you to zone out and just kind of um block out those kind of negative um Nellies in your mind
1: yeah I'm sure if you don't already have a playlist then your your friend's got one that you can yeah
0: definitely (laughs) definitely definitely. all you need to make one they're quite easy to do aren't they just get those songs that that really get you in the mood and really get you sort of hyped up and pop pop them all together and have that as your training training session um your training playlist um yeah it also really helps to have a, a another this is another piece of advice to have a playlist um for days when you're not feeling motivated so if you if you um had the same training playlist and one that really gets you hyped up and going if you actually listen to your playlist before you train uh you know when you're having your pre-workout get your playlists on and it can really kind of get you into that mindset and get you hyped up and ready for your session it definitely helped me to have that on before it's almost like a, a stimulus response for me
1: yeah I 100% agree and also this leads us on to wearing headphones so um this is relevant particularly when you're time restricted or in a rush in the gym um not only just to listen for music um to get you motivated. Um when we often train in the same gym, we see people that we know and have the odd chat and conversation with them. Let me place I'm sociable actually. <laughs> yeah. It's my sociable place. Yeah, it's like yeah, carry on, sorry. Sorry. This is to like micro moments and they can add up and really sort of increase the time it takes to complete your sessions. So a session that could take two hours could you could be in there for three and a half hours. <laughs> um it also just puts you in like a bit of a funny mindset and can take you out of the rhythm of your of your session I find great yeah, um, yeah so wearing headphones can be a really good way that you can potentially block out any surrounding um interruptions Definitely. and again um, how you get the most out of your session top tip is where
0: you can actually if you're, if you're in a rush and you don't want <laughs> you don't want. You don't want to be rude, but you don't want to engage in too many conversations in the gym. Just put your headphones in, even if you're no walking on, over, over to start the conversation again. I can't <laughs> hear you. I can't <laughs>
1: hear
0: you. <laughs> um, so yeah, having your headphones in your gym bag is really important, but also just having a pre packed gym bag, having it all ready, having it all ready to go, um, including your logbook, uh, and have it all prepared so that when you're, um, you know, ready to go, you just pick up your bag and get yourself to the gym and you know that you've got all of those um, essentials that we mentioned before in your gym bag. And, um, you know, sometimes like my gym bag, I don't know about you, my gym bag is like completely overflowing. So it really does help sometimes to have like a, um, like an upper and a lower bag if you can, or like just sort of have them pre-packed separately. Uh, so you've just got your essentials for your lower day and your essentials for your upper day. They're, these are just sort of little 1% percents that really just help to kind of make your, your session as efficient as possible.
1: Yeah, so within that gym bag, making sure we have our logbook. So logbooks um, are really like the key to a successful training session. If you don't know what you're going into the gym training, Um, you haven't got your exercises noted down, then, well, we're not going to know what to train. Um, We're not going to know what weights we previously used, so we can't progressively overload on that exercise. So all in all, logbooks will save you time and prevent you from wasting unnecessary energy working out high weights to use. Um, Monitoring your previous rep range and logging how the set felt um, will equip you to um know how to tackle the set next time you perform it
0: absolutely it just saves you sort of wasting any time with unnecessary warm-ups if you know what you were doing not saying that warm-ups are unnecessary warm-ups are very necessary but saves you from um using too much time during your warm-ups and trying to build up to a working weight when you've got um you know you, you know how you performed last week but it just gives you a baseline to kind of progress from um but also just saves you wasting any extra time while you're training and trying to work out what weight you should be using.
1: Yeah, Um, especially if we're in a growth phase, then we need to be pushing to failure um, and tearing those muscle fibers. So wearing a lifting belt, so wearing a lifting belt is is not only used
0: to support your back, um, it's also... Can be used to encourage you to hold in your core, uh, particularly if you're a stomach breather. So I'm a stomach breather. Uh, that's why I make my vacuums really, uh, in, you know, part of my daily routine, uh, just to try and train myself to to breathe through my chest. Um, but a belt, a belt can help with that too. So some people get confused when I'm training upper and I'm wearing a belt. But um, my la- lower lat insertions are really quite low. So what it does is just sort of switches off my lower lats um when I'm performing my upper sessions it stops me from engaging those lower lats um and helps me just to create that nice speed taper and, and x-frame that we're all aiming for when we're um when we're bikini athletes and not just sort of bikini athletes but also you know just from an aesthetic
1: perspective yeah helping you get ready for that lift basically
0: yeah. um
1: which brings us on to priming lifts so priming lifts is really important um It helps us activate the muscle before the lift. So not only um, warming up and preparing the muscle, but it will also switch on the neurological and nutrient pathways to ensure that you're accurately targeting the muscle required, the muscle group required and preparing for a safe and efficient lift. Um, Because if we just went into a heavy lift without preparing, then likelihood is we're going to get an injury um and that's we're probably not going to effect, work the really. muscle that we want to use um I find this really beneficial when doing the glute drive um but no matter how hard I try to prime the muscle my quads always take over
0: yeah <laughs> you're yeah, sort of waking up that muscle isn't it like um hello we're about to use you yeah. <laughs> yeah. um and and sort of Following on from that, warming up from your session, for your session, sorry. So much the same as priming a muscle for an exercise, obviously we we want to prime our body uh, for the session. So this will increase your blood flow um, by warming up your skeletal muscle and making it more supple and less prone to injury. Um, It'll also give you enough time to get mentally focused and in the zone and prevent um, sort of, like I say, any further injuries which are gonna go on to, uh, you know, that'll have like a knock-on effect on your future sessions. but what we what we don't want to be doing is exerting too much energy. We want to preserve as much energy for those growth stimulating lifts, uh, which is why we recommend you perform in your cardio post-workout. So ideally around five to 10 minutes before you train is the perfect way to warm up.
1: Yeah. And we do that through mobility and stretching, um, mobility and stretching post-workout and pre-workout, um, is going to be really beneficial from a recovery and injury injury perfection perspective. Um, Loosening your muscles post-workout is going to prevent post-workout pain and DOMS um, and the buildup of lactic acid in the muscles, um, which is also going to really ensure you stay flexible, um, which we need for posing um, if you are a bikini athlete or any athlete, um, particularly in your growth phase. And it's also beneficial for posing and mobility too, like I just mentioned.
0: Just like making sure as well that you have adequate rest in between sets. So um, I I always recommend, like there's no one rule. I get asked this question quite often, how long should I rest? But there's no one rule. What I say is you'll probably find that isolation or single hinge movements tend to be, uh, t- take less rest uh, in between sets than the big compound multi hinge movements. So uh, what I what I always recommend is to rest in as little time as possible to be able to form the next rep range Of the next set
1: with good quality form. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. You see, like, you see some people in the gym and they're sort of recording their set times, and it's, they don't look quite ready yet.
0: (laughs) No, that's it. I think the important thing that we need to remember is that we uh, need to be given. Um, the same amount of energy from the first rep right the way through to the last rep with the same form Um, and that's a real delicate balance there you know in terms of your uh, your rest but I would always say that um, you know that you need to give yourself enough time to rest um, to be able to be able to to do that you know um, you know
1: mentally yeah
0: perform every rep with good quality
1: yeah so the last thing I've I've got to say is just reminding yourself of your why yeah um, why what is your goals um why are you doing this um and on days where your motivation is lower um revisit your why it can really help to write uh, like a note to yourself um to start when you're starting your journey to read on you
0: the days not it yeah yeah. To, get, to forget your why when you're not feeling as motivated so just have a note to yourself when you start the journey um can be really useful I agree
1: yeah it's just like telling yourself in your head whilst you're training can really help
0: also motivational podcasts and uh, like motivational music compilations can be really inspiring and motivating and just to help you kind of get into you tap into that kind of inner inner strength and that kind of gritty energy frequency um And I think just reminding yourself, you know, it's tough, Um, you know, if it was, if it wasn't tough, everybody would be doing it. And this is kind of what sets us aside from others.
1: Yeah. yeah so things to think
0: about there um and again i'm going to go and train now so (laughs) i'm going to take on board some of the notes that we've made here today but if you've enjoyed this podcast don't forget to like and subscribe and if you're interested in being coached by us here at the bikini coach then drop us a dm or fill out the inquiry form in the bio um but we wish you all a very good training session yeah have a great week have a great week